If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I am Amy Walker. We are so excited that you are here with us today because this marks our debut episode. Yay! the inaugural episode. I love it. And so we wanted to start off this adventure with you by sharing with you our vision for not just the podcast, but the larger vision for your circle of influence. And then also to talk about the core values that we're operating, not just the podcast, but all of the projects underneath the your circle of influence brand, because I think they are used, they might be useful to you. Well, I think they're more than core values. I think they're leadership principles as well. Yep. Yes. So our vision for your circle of influence was that we wanted to have a place, kind of like a watering hole and a launching pad, if you will, for high performing, high achieving, you know, six and seven figure women who own and run their own businesses, their own enterprises, to have a place where we can share best practices, where we can share connections and the social equity that we've built throughout our career. And it started out really personally from Amy and myself, because Amy and I have known each other for several years, and she has been on my tele-summits, on my virtual summits, I've been on hers. There was one point where she invited me to speak on stage at one of her in-person events. We moved it from virtual and then we became like real life friends. <laughs> I know. Actually meeting in person and being yes. like, oh, you're real. And you, you love purple. <laughs> and you love purple. I do. I do. It's not, it's not just a brand thing. And so I remember during one of those days, it was really busy. If you've ever been to a conference, you know that the backstage stuff is just, you know, you're running ragged all the time. At one point we had a break, the speakers and Amy as the organizer. And we sat down to eat some lunch and I was like, you know, it'd be great if we could just have this kind of camaraderie that we're experiencing at the, at the lunch table. If we could have that on a more continual basis, I'd love being able to just talk shop and mm-hmm. being able to share best practices and for somebody to, to, to feed into, to, to speak into, to give them what I have, or what I know, and just being, because I, I noticed that the higher you go, the more generous people are. See, this idea of competitiveness between women or competitiveness among leaders, that only happens at the crabs in a barrel (laughs) section of of the journey. When you get to a certain point of success, you're more than willing to to share and and to contribute. Don't you find, Amy? I absolutely find that. And I think it's because you get to a place where you realize that collaboration and contribution is the next way to grow. You know, I feel like at this point in my life, the vast majority of really smart people I meet, I know 80% of what they know. 
mm-hmm. but it's that 20% that I, I can't get through books. I can't get mm-hmm. through online. I can't get through courses. The only way I can get that is by having somebody being willing to like pour their wisdom into me and their knowledge into me, because mm-hmm. in theory, I know what you know, but mm-hmm. in reality, you've lived a different life than I've lived. And so we both have things to contribute to each other. And the, I, I really feel like you hit a point in your business where you don't need one more class. You know, you don't need mm-hmm. one more workshop. You don't need one more course. And although all those things are good, but what you really need is you need a circle and you need a council in your life and in your business. These really genius, brilliant business women who are walking the same journey that you're walking, but maybe a little bit farther along in some areas. And maybe you're a little bit farther along in other areas. And together we come and we like, I mean, I love talking business strategy with you, just getting on and like geeking out about business plans and about marketing strategies and about numbers and financial health and wellness and you know, all that stuff that we talk about that's like really rich and juicy. Yes. We wanted to bring these conversations to all of you. Um, although we wish that you could all, cause we also have, we've traveled together where we just go pick a city and we go there and we work on our businesses for a weekend. And we, de- day, we still talk yeah. about that New Orleans trip. Oh, I know. We ate beignets like every day at all the places you can eat them. Like, oh, there's more beignets. Let's go get some. So we wish we could share that aspect of it with you. At this point, beignets are on you, but um, we are excited to have you come in and be a part of our conversations. Yes. And, and this, is, this is something else that I love about creating that circle of influence, Amy, is that there are some, it's not just about what you know and what you've lived through that gives you a, particular, a particularly unique experience that goes to that 20% that you were talking about, but it's also some of the things that make you, make your eyes shine when you get Mm -hmm. excited. Like I love sales, but I don't love sales the way you love sales, my friend. Yeah. And I love money and math and finance. And and I know that I get giddy when I talk about that. And I can see it in your face. You're like, okay, she's about to nope. Let's sit down. (laughs) I'm like, all right, hang in there. It's I gotta eat my brand muffin for the day. That's how I feel about finance. (laughs) You would rather eat a brand muffin than talk about finance. Isn't that something? (laughs) Very true. But you just have to borrow each other's enthusiasm. And that Mm -hmm. that's I think what leaps us off the page because it's not something that we would like you said we would get in a book and so we wanted to share those core values that that are kind of like the groundwork for the work that we're doing with your circle of influence and to your point Amy that they are also just leadership principles in general Mm -hmm. and I you know I think that there's a book brewing I'm not saying nothing I'm just saying oh there's a book brewing yeah I believe it I totally believe it and you know the other thing that I love about these is we both individually, before we started, wrote down kind of what our values were. Mm-hmm. And when we brought them together through collaboration, they became even better than the seeds of ideas that we started with, which again, just proves that you need those other people to bounce your ideas off of and help make them better than they were before. So let's jump into it. Okay. Yes. First principle. 100%, 100% is possible. Yeah. 100% is possible 100% of the time. Talk now, about that, Monica. Let me tell you about 100% is possible 100% of the time because it sounds unreasonable and improbable. And it probably is. So it's not like a truth, like with a capital T, universal truth. It's more like a position. 
if I am in the position of 100% as possible 100% of the time, I open myself up to creativity, to ingenuity, to innovation, to resources. I ask better questions. I investigate and I go down certain roads that I wouldn't ordinarily go down just because if I haven't gotten my solution, if I haven't gotten my result, then 100% is possible 100% of the time tells me I'm not finished yet. Mm-hmm. So here's how this shows up for me. First of all, I will say this was Monica's. And as soon as she said it, I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so um, here's how this shows up for me. I actually did not grow up in an entrepreneurial household. I grew up in a household that loved the box, like where they were, we were inside the box people who loved the box mm-hmm. and the box was safe and the box was consistent and steady. Mm-hmm. And so when I stepped into entrepreneurship, one of the big things that I, I struggled with was um, obstacle thinking that I would see an obstacle and it would be like, okay, well, that's not going to work instead of how can I make that work? And so for me, this is what I come to when I hit the edge of challenge that I tell myself, okay, 100% is possible 100% of the time. So I know where I want to get to. It's 100% possible that I'm going to get there. How am I going to do that though? And it causes me to be innovative and it causes me to, um, look for other options. And my husband teases me now. Stephen always says that I get what I want all the time. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It's because as soon as someone tells me no, I have trained my brain to be like, okay, well, how could that be a yes? Let, let's mm-hmm. just figure it out. You know, under what context could this be a yes for all of us? And it's great for everybody. And so when you look at the world that way, you do oftentimes get what you want because you're really good at creating wins, not just for you, but for everybody involved. Yep. Yes. That's a great point because it's not just hundred percent as possible. hundred percent of my time. <laughs> it's the time. So yeah. everybody gets to win. Yep. All right. What's the next yeah. one, Amy? Okay. Next one is growth can be fast and fun. And I think I made this one up because my first round of success in business, that was not my truth. And I didn't want to do it that way again. (laughs) Truth bomb right there. Honesty. (laughs) Which part wasn't true? The fast part or the fun part? It both. Well, okay. It did grow. Okay. So my, my foray into entrepreneurship is that it took me probably 10 years to break six figures. Mm Mm-hmm it was long for me and I struggled and I entrepreneurship was hard. And there were many times I wanted to quit. And many times when we struggled financially and I would sit here like, but I have a business. How can I not turn this into the answers that my family needs? And then once I hit the six figure mark and I kind of had those principles of how business works in my mind, then I was able to launch Amy Walker Consulting. And um, we did hit six figures our first year and we did quadruple the second year. And then, you know, we hit a half million, I want to say four, three, four years in. And, And so we were doing well, but I will tell you, it was hard and it was, it was hard and it was heavy. And Mm -hmm. so coming into this, I was like, "Mm -mm, mama doesn't want to do that again. (laughs) That's not how I want to play. I want growth that can be fast and fun. And I've seen enough of business to know that it's absolutely possible. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it, I think is how you set things up. And I set my business up so that everything came through me, which is why it was heavy and it was hard. And yeah. so um, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. You know what the key word for me is in that particular core value? It's growth. 
because mm-hmm. a lot of times, this is something that I talk about with my clients all the time. We talk about four stages of business growth. And I always correspond them to the human life cycle. So in the human life cycle, you have infancy and childhood, right? From the time that you are, uh, your mom first gets pregnant with you to the time that you are about 10 or 12, like you're in the preteens, right? And mm-hmm. so that infancy time is kind of like the startup for a company. And then the, inf- the, the adolescence time in the human life cycle is the growth phase for a company. And it is fast and it is furious. And just like adolescents, they can feed themselves. They can shower sometimes if you tell them enough times. <laughs> mm-hmm. They know how to get I have them. all boys, so I, in theory, yes. The jewelry's still out on them. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> dude, when was the last time you showered? So Yes. <laughs> but you know, they, they, you can see the markings of self-sufficiency when mm-hmm. you're adolescents, right? And it's the same thing with a business. When it's in growth form, you're like, oh, I can see how this thing can be self-sustaining. And... Then you have the legacy stage, which is where you're kind of like the, an adult, you know, mature, productive member of society, just like an adult is in the human life cycle. And then there's the legacy part where you are maybe as, an, as the human life cycle, that's like old age, it's retirement, and you're facing your mortality. For a business, this doesn't have to mean the end. It could really mean a, a moment of reinvention. It can be about your next life, your next iteration, your next level of now. And the problem that I find sometimes is that there have been businesses that have been in business for 10 years, but it's not a 10 year old business. They've just repeated the first year 10 times. Mm, That's one of my favorite sayings of yours, by the way, I steal it from time to time and I, (laughs) I quote you, but, um, Yes, because they're they're too scared to do the things that they need to do to get into the second phase. Yeah. And so they keep staying small and they keep staying barely functional and, and yet they want so much more. That's such a frustrating thing to see as a, a business strategist and coach mm-hmm. to watch people put themselves through that. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's a very, very sharp distinction between growth and movement. I mean, yeah, bet- between growth and movement, because you could be moving and not growing, right? Yeah. But when you're growing, you are moving. And there's a, there's a, I like that you said that it can be fast and fun because it doesn't have to take forever for you to get to a particular milestone in your business. And you don't have to suffer and struggle through it. It can actually be fun. It can actually be rewarding. I love that. Okay. So here's what I love about this. So a month ago we wrote these core values and here we are a month in and, um, it has been, I think so much fun. And even one month in, we're like looking at org charts and strategy and hiring in ways that with my company, we didn't do for like a year. You know what I mean? Like, I love that we set this intention and then we're actually running our business that way. We're running our business in a way we're making decisions so that it can grow really fast. Yes. And I love that because I, I think that really when you have core values, a core value is not something that you should just say, and it's, you know, like a, a little Amyism or a Monicaism. It really is how you make your decisions. Yeah. So when we're making decisions, is that aligning with creating fast growth? And is, are we still going to enjoy it? Or is that going to be overwhelming to us? And now we're bogged down. And so I, I love that we're actually working from that as well. Living into it. I love it too. All right. The third one, and then we're going to go into break. Authentic vulnerability is the beginning of transformation. Ooh. <laughs> Let's go to church, children. Let's go to church. Let's break it down, yeah. shall we? 
Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that we do is we run influencer circles and we bring together brilliant six and seven figure businesswomen to contribute and to collaborate and to basically strategize and make introductions to the right people. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting. We talk about this every time we go in because you've got the people who are brilliant. Like you and I know that they're brilliant and they don't have to tell anybody, right? Like they don't go in there and they don't fluff up their feathers. They just go in and through the course of them sharing and contributing and collaborating, everyone's like, oh, that person's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the other people who come in and they peacock. And they, you know, they got to fluff up the feathers and let everybody know how great they are and, and, you know, let everybody know all the other people that they've worked with and all the accomplishments they've had. And it's so interesting because they're not coming in vulnerable. They're coming in needing to put their best face forward. And what happens in those circles is they miss out on time. They don't get the insights from everybody else because they spent their time talking um, and sharing what they've already got. And Mm -hmm. so I love this because I feel like, you know, for me to be able to come and say, okay, here's where I want to be. Here's where I'm actually at. Mm -hmm. That's the beginning where people can actually pour into me and direct and guide. But if I'm trying to make it look like I've got it all together all the time, then where's my growth happening? Nobody knows what I need. Nobody knows how they can contribute to me. Um, And and to be honest, it's really tiring for me too. Like to try to pretend like I'm something more than I am, that is really exhausting to me. And unnecessary given how much of a badass you are. It's like, you know, you don't need to lie. The truth is great (laughs) enough. (laughs) So can I just give everybody an exercise that I do in this, uh, with this particular thing? You've heard me do this, Amy, the diamond and the dung, remember? No, remind me. Okay. So what I ask people to do, and I'm going to ask the audience to do this. If you're driving, then just gesture. Okay. But if you're sitting somewhere, then I want you to open up your fists and close them facing up in your face. Like you're looking at your fist, like you're about to punch somebody. Yeah. Making a fist like that. Right. And so then what happens is I want you to look at your right fist and your left fist. They should be apart from each other, very separate. And what happens is I want you to imagine that on the right hand fist, you have a smelly, teeming, piling piece of dung in your hand, if you can even imagine holding that, right? It's gooey, it's smelly, it's gross. And then on the left fist, what you're holding is an amazing, shining, resplendent diamond. What we do as human beings, this is not like unique to me, unique to you, this is just part of the human condition. What we do is that we walk around thinking that we are that piece of dung. If you open us up inside, what you'll discover is what a piece of crap I am. And so we end up closing that fist tighter and tighter because we, wanna, we don't want to let you know how much of a piece of them we are. And we go out pretending and the ego thing and everything else. However, if you know that underneath it all, you are a, an indeplicable diamond, then you can't wait to reveal. You can't wait to, sh- to shed it all. You can't wait to share. And that's the part of authentic vulnerability that is the beginning of transformation because when you come from a place of I'm already pre-approved, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Citibank had that billboard many years ago, then you don't have to posture because your value and your worth has already been established and it is inviolable and inexorable. So now let's get some work done. And the authentic part, uh, the, the etymology of the word authenticity is the same as author. 
So when you're being authentic, the implication of that is that you are creating your life. You are creating your own experience. You're authoring this moment. And when you can be authentically vulnerable, then you are revealing and telling on yourself, confessing as it were, because you understand that you are authoring this and whatever is in your way, you can put it out of your way because you put it there to begin with. Isn't that amazing? I love it. You know, I do remember the diamond and the dung now because I remember my first thought when you told me this the first time was like, why do you keep holding the dung, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's so interesting that when you're hiding it, you have to grasp it and you have to hold it. Whereas I all the time, I'm like, oh, there's a big pile of dung inside my soul in life. I don't really want to hold on to that anymore. So let's just let that go. That's right. And, um, and I think that's the authentic part is recognizing like, oh, I got some crappy areas of my life or in my relationships or wherever it is. But as soon as you find it, you can release it. You can move forward. You can just step into that growth phase as well. So good stuff. Good stuff. All right. We're going to take a short little break. And when we come back, we will go through the remainder of the seven core values. Be right back. You have worked hard and you've earned your place at the table of influence. Wouldn't it be great to have a board of advisors that celebrate your wins, support your growth, and challenge your blind spots? That's why we host our influencer circles for six and seven figure business women. If you are a high achieving entrepreneur woman who wants a deep dive in business strategy, collaboration, and strategic relationships, go to yourcircleofinfluence.com forward slash influencers and reserve a spot in one of our upcoming circles. Welcome back to your circle of influence. We are so glad that you're here with us and starting this journey and we hope that you'll come back often. We've got great interviews coming to you from six and seven figure businesswomen. Um, Monica and I have got episodes that we've recorded just sharing insights into your, all different areas of your business. But today we are talking about our core values with your circle of influence, which are also leadership principles. And we're on to principle number four, lift as you climb, Monica. You want to start us off with that one? Lift as you climb. <laughs> Everything <laughs> in my life is a musical. So lift as you climb really, it's really is very self-explanatory. It is that as you are moving up, as you are ascending, as you are evolving, you bring people along with you. There are some people that have a different journey than you. And as much as we want to bring some people along, not everybody is meant to come along in our journey. But there are people that have been put in our path so that we can lift them as we climb as well. And it also underscores the conversation about collaboration, about how can I make this a win-win? And how can I make sure that everybody walks away with some value or that I have left people better than how I found them? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I feel like is really needed in the women in business space is we are flocking to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I mean, the numbers of women-owned businesses that are started every single year is just ridiculously crazy. Mm -hmm. um, however, the number of billion-dollar businesses owned by women is small. The number of million-dollar companies owned by women is small. Yeah. And we have a lot of us kind of get stuck in the six-figure range. Mm -hmm. So, And the reason why is because you can get to six figures on your own, right? Mm -hmm. But you can't get to seven on your own, and you can't get to eight on your own. And so mm -hmm. I love this because I feel like 
the world needs more women leaders right now. We, uh, we're, we're different as leaders. We don't feel like we have to conquer in order to claim. Um, and so we collaborate and we create wins for multiple people. And there's statistics that show in developing nations when, you know, a woman is given a dollar, she uses that dollar to go back and build her community. Whereas when a man is given a dollar, it doesn't hold. It's not the same. Um, they, they don't create the same result because of the fact that they have finance, financial independence. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of great things, but for us to get where we have the potential to be, we're not going to get there alone. And so we need to create this ladder where we stair step, where one woman wins. And then she turns around and is like, okay, girls, let here's, here's how we do it. You know, like this is what comes yes. next. Let me show you. Let me teach you. That's and right. and when we do that, we can all grow so much faster than mm -hmm. us trying to do it on our own. Yes. That's why I take issue with when people say self-made millionaire. I was like, not a one. Not a one exists. Everybody has, is standing on the shoulders of somebody. And I love the African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm. That. Yeah, that's really true. Because mm -hmm. in the beginning, it feels faster to do it by yourself. But then you, you tap out. There's a point where you just can't. Yeah. There's only one of you. That's right. That's exactly right. Okay, so now the next one, core value number five, is uplift, inspire, and live in alignment with personal values. Mm. Yep. Mm. Let's take a pause like on that. <laughs> so here's what I love about this core value. Number one, you have to be clear about what your personal values are so that you can live in alignment with them. That's mm -hmm. number one. That's a prerequisite. And then number two, living in alignment with those personal values is your testimony. Like I don't have to speak about my win to win platform or my win to win commitment because I live it. I be it. It's the way uh -huh. that we started our friendship. It's the way that we started our business partnership. It's the way that I start everything. I don't even have to speak it because it's just in my beingness, right? That's what I love about that. You know, for me, um, we're both very faith-based spiritual people. Um, different, I don't know, context around it, although I think we have a lot of shared beliefs. And um, for me, this one has always been really important because being somebody who is very faith-based and, you know, my husband is the bishop of our congregation and our family is just really active. I never want to create a situation where somebody sees me in one place mm -hmm. and then is surprised about what they see somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they see me in business and then they're like, oh, that's who you are over there. I never want to have that context. I want to be able to live my life where all things that are important to me are important to me in all places. Yes. So I'm very family oriented and I make a lot of decisions in business based around what is going to be the best thing that creates a situation where all five of my sons you know, are raised and live wonderful lives and we all still like each other. And so a lot of times in business, I'm making decisions with that in the back of my mind. Like what gives me a happy marriage? What gives me a strong family? What strengthens my faith? And what are the things that, yeah, I could make money doing it, but at what cost? Right. So for me, that living in alignment with your personal values, that, that creates the life that I want, not just a business that looks really good on paper. Mm -hmm. And then the uplift and inspire part, I mean, like, why not? If you can, if you can make money and uplift and inspire at the same time, like, why wouldn't you? 
Yeah. And, and it's not all Pollyanna about it either, because there have been some difficult decisions. I know that you, you can attest to this. There have been some difficult decisions that are going to have to be made in order to live in alignment with those personal values. There, there mm-hmm. may be clients that you say no to. There may be friendships or um, you know, professional connections that you say no to. And it has nothing to do with you know, being negative or competition or anything else. It really just comes down to, does this align with who I say that I am and who I say that I want to be in the world? And if the answer is no, then there's no decision to be made because you already made it when you decided that these were your values. Mm-hmm. You know, and here's the other thing that I have really found to be true is there is not one door that takes you to success. There's a lot of doors. Mm -hmm. And for every time when an opportunity has come my way, especially when my kids were all small, Mm -hmm. um, it's not like they're all grown now. They're all still at home. Um, they're ages seven to 17. And, but when they were little, there was a lot of great opportunities that there was a part of me that wanted to say yes, Mm -hmm. because I thought I would get there faster. But then there was this other voice inside of me that's like, but if you go that way, you're going to be sacrificing things that ultimately you want more. Mm -hmm. And so I found other doors. You know what I mean? It's not like I didn't get there. I just found other ways to do it. And when you know what those personal values are, it makes it really easy to make the hard calls in business. Mm -hmm. And to have the hard conversations. We can talk about Mm -hmm. grace talks. We've had a couple of grace talks, you and I. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Now, the next one is wealth with purpose. Wealth with purpose. Now, one of the, one of the conversations that I always have with clients that, that we all have is that I say that the purpose of your business is not to make money any more than the purpose of your life is to breathe oxygen. But if you don't breathe oxygen you will not have met the basic living requirements in order to live the life of your dreams. You kind of have to have oxygen. And in the same way with your business, the purpose of your business is not to make money. But if you're not making money in meeting those uh, financial milestones, then you won't be available for the purpose of your business. And so wealth with purpose to me is I'm making money so that I can be a contribution so that I can leave a mark so that I can influence and impact people so that I can leave the world and people and places better than I found them. I mean, think, think back to 19, we're going to say like 19, I don't know, 70, like before Google, before the internet, before, uh, before Amy, before I wasn't born in 1970, before Monica, (laughs) You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that we didn't have back then that we now have (laughs) and that are in full force. Right. And so if time had stopped at 1970, and I'm just picking that random, right. But if time had stopped in 1970, look at all the things that we wouldn't have had because, because we didn't allow for the evolution of that purpose to go along. Right. I mean, like Microsoft has single handedly changed the way that we communicate globally and the way that we work and the way that we consume and produce information just Mm -hmm. by producing Windows. What was the first one? I think it was like Windows 95 and then 98, whatever, right? And so in that same way, it's like, okay, so you're producing and you're you're pushing out product or you're pushing out programs or you're creating certification things and you're writing books. Okay, how is the world different? Because you just did that. And a lot of times we tend to let that question overwhelm us instead of guide us right? Because sometimes we're judging. It's like, oh, this isn't big enough to change the world. Well, it doesn't have to be because Amazon itself started in a garage 
But mm-hmm. one step in front of another, one step in front of another, and before you know it, you've revolutionized the world you live in. And that's wealth with purpose. You know, for me, there's another layer to that as well, which is um, a couple of years ago, I had a mastermind that I was running called Global Wealth Leaders. And um, it, as I was running this mastermind, we did a retreat where I'd been teaching them all these principles of business and we got together for a retreat. And I sat down at the beginning of the retreat and I said, okay, here is the whole weekend. You're going to implement everything that we've been teaching you within one weekend. So your challenge is to find a charitable organization and make the world a better place. Mm. Like your, your challenge is to come up with some idea to make the world a better place. And so within um, two days, they launched a website, they launched a marketing campaign, um, they earned enough money to build two wells in, uh, I can't remember what country it was, but they, they build two, two wells for two different communities so that their girls wouldn't have to spend their days walking back and forth to get water all day long. Instead, they could actually go to school. And I loved it. It made my heart super happy because here's the thing. Um, if you are spending 90% of your energy just figuring out how to take care of you and yours, Mm -hmm. like 90% of your energy, then you only have 10% to devote to making the world really a better place. And so I want entrepreneurs to become financially independent because I don't work with evil entrepreneurs, right? Like I work with amazing, really good people that when they get to the point where they're finances are taken care of, they do really cool things like go and start organizations like Let's that is teaching uh, women's, they're teaching women about reproductive health Mm -hmm. so that they're not getting pregnant and having children they can't afford. And then those children are ending up in sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, those are clients of mine that we, we do great work, their business grows, and then they go and they start something that contributes and makes the world a better place. And years ago I made a Facebook post and somebody quoted me, you know, the first time you ever get quoted, you're like, Oh my gosh, I got quoted. Well, I'm going to have to use that more. But my (laughs) quote was, um, that when you impact a woman, you impact her entire community. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that, that as we, as women entrepreneurs gain wealth, that we make everybody around us better. It's absolutely true. And the, and the idea is, I well, Amy, you know this about me that I'm such a huge Prince fan. Like people were calling me when Prince passed away, as though my dad died or my brother died. Like, are you okay? <laughs> you know, let me know if there's. I have seen her there. cry in her car listening to Prince. I yeah. confirm. Yeah, it's- you can attest to that. And so, what? I, but one of the things that I love about Prince, and I still love about him to this day, even though he's long gone, it's been years since he's been gone. That's a little reference to one of his songs, um, is that his philanthropy lives on. That there are people's careers that have started and the only reason we know their name is because he catapulted, catapulted them to live their purpose. And so this wealth with purpose is, is really about using what you have to create a larger stage so that other stars can also shine. I love Absolutely. That. I love it. Okay. Our last one is one that I cannot do it any other way. It's Mm -hmm. entrepreneur time freedom. Mm -hmm. That's the whole reason I launched my business was Mm -hmm. I I had at that point before I launched, launched Amy Walker consulting, I was earning six figures working as an independent contractor for another company. 
but I didn't have time freedom. I, you know, they ran big events and I had to be at all of the events and there were certain meetings that we had to be there for on certain days and I just didn't have control. And that was honestly, I think the biggest thing that drove me to start my business because I was six weeks away from having baby boy number five, looking at the schedule of the events for the next year and going, how in the world am I going to do this? And so for me, that time freedom is I value the time freedom almost more than I value the wealth, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I, I, I have a lot of really great things in my life that I want to dedicate time to. Yeah. Yes. And it is the only non-renewable resource slash mm-hmm. currency that we have. Right. Your money comes back. Your time does not. Yeah. And so I... I remember listening to, I don't know if you're familiar with David Goggins. He's like this Navy SEAL. He's done a gazillion races. He's like a real badass, right? And when I was doing things like 75 Hard, which you guys will probably hear about in the show notes and in our blog, um, I kept hearing David Goggins in my mind. And I read his book, uh, Can't Hurt Me, which is kind of part memoir, part self-help. And he talks about, somebody asked him, if he believes in hell and what his idea of hell was. And he said, you know, my idea of hell is if I kept living my smallness and at the end of my life, God looked up to me and said, look, here's what you could have done. You could have written, can't hurt me. You could have run these races. You could have gotten into the Navy SEALs, even though you were 300 pounds. And there was no way in hell that your desire for being a Navy SEAL would have been met there. And if you stopped there, you would have never known that you had it, what it takes to become one. Mm-hmm. And I was moved to tears, Amy, when he said that, because the time freedom for me is, is the ability to be able to look at my, the end of my life and to be able to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, totally. get teary-eyed. That's, that is what I think of when I, when I am visualizing and I'm, you know, when I hit those hard moments in business where it's like, okay, ah, this is hard. It's, crunching me. It's, I feel it in my soul. I, I go to visualization and I, this is my image that I visualize is I visualize going home, meeting my maker. And he's like, Hey, welcome back. You did a great job. And then he turns me around. He's like, look at all the people you brought with you. And that, that impact is what motivates me. And I can't do that if I'm so crunched for time that, you know, I can't get out of my office. And so you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy living your life that way and creating time freedom, because a lot of times you have to say no Mm -hmm. to things that you really would enjoy and would like to say yes to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like it's so worthwhile with where we're going ultimately. Yes. Yes. I love that. (gasps) This was so good. It really was. And you made me happy. I know. I'm happy. Like (laughs) the thing is, I know that we have amazing conversations all of the time Mm -hmm. and they're always, you know, edifying to me and uplifting to me, but I am really excited as we think about now we get to have these conversations with all of you. Yeah. That's, that really touches me, Amy, because, because I just, you know, we, we both have sisters, we both have siblings Mm -hmm. and I grew up like, I don't know how to not think we. Mm. I don't know how to just be like for self or whatever, because for as long as I can remember, since the time that I was two years old, before I had cognitive memory, there was somebody that I had to look out for. And so now this is really just an, uh, an extension of, you know, bringing my other sisters along. 
Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like that's what we are in business and that's how we should look at each other is we should be creating opportunities for each other. We should be looking for ways that we can give that hand up and that help and serve in our community. So it's all exciting stuff. Okay. So one of the things that we are going to do in all of our interviews Mm -hmm. is uh, say what our personal takeaways are because we are learning from this experience. Part of us wanting to start this podcast was we just wanted to have really great conversations that edify us and educate us and connect us with really cool people. So Monica, what's your takeaway from today? Well, you know, I really loved what you said about um, that when you meet your maker, he says, good job and look at all the people that you brought with you. That, Like I could see that. You and I have talked about that before, but every time you say it, it gives me goosebumps. And I'm like, oh yeah, come on, let's do it. <laughs> I I just, it, it drives me when things are hard. It really does. It kind of makes me go, okay, we can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. So Monica, so much of what you say influences me. Um, but one of the things that I, I really so admire inside of you because I want it more in me mm-hmm. is, um, the level of peace that you have through everything that's going on and the level of faith and belief that you have that everything will come together. Mm -hmm. Um, I am more wired to when I see it, than I believe it, you know, like I I need the evidence right in front of me. And so that 100% is possible 100% of the time. Really, since you said that a month ago, that has come up for me so many times to just look at it and be like, okay, I can't see it yet, but 100% is possible 100% of the time. Um, And that for me, just so you all know too, we launched this right at the start of COVID, which is a very scary time, you know, for a lot of business owners. And I have felt so much peace, Mm -hmm. even though yes, fires have been going on around me and yes, things have been kind of crazy. And yes, I've lost clients just like a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. Um, I just have felt so much peace during it because it's like, you know what? 100% is possible 100% of the time. And we're going to be not just fine. We're going to be great. Like this is going to be great. So that I think for me has been one of my biggest takeaways from all this. I love that. If it's, if you haven't won, then it's not over yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We always like to leave you with a listener challenge. I say that like, you know, but we will always like to leave you with a listener challenge. So my challenge for you today is to write your core values. Um, what are the principles that you really believe and that you want to aspire to and that you will run your company off of? And if you haven't had them, write them for the first time. If you've had them for a while, dig them out, brush them off, see if they need to be cleaned up or updated, and then make sure that they are in use in your company. Yes. And you know what? It's funny. If we create a ripple effect of our core values, that's big enough, wide enough, those concentric circles, do we want the entire world living from those core values? That's kind of like a a Rorschach test. What is it? How do you say it? Rorschach? The The inkblot test? Uh-huh. I don't know. Let's just call it an ink blast like, test. <laughs> I like ink blot. My 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 uh, Spanish is my first language. Mind <laughs> likes ink blot, and um, so it's kind of like an ink blot test of if does it does it show up? Does it does it bear out that when I live from these values, that um, if it were to spread out to the world, I'm actually infecting people with an amazing way to live. 
Uh, yeah, I have never thought that big before. So my mind is like, whoa, I'm looking at these core values. Literally, they're up on my screen. I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, if everybody lived this way, we would have such a fun planet to live in. Mm-hmm. Remember how I joke that if you put brilliant women together long enough, we would solve all the issues <laughs> yeah, of the world true. and world peace? Yeah. Done. Done. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> done. Drop the mic. We're done. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you all so much for being here with us for our very first ever episode. This is really exciting. We hope that you will um, download our episodes, uh, subscribe to our podcast, and share with other women entrepreneurs that you think could benefit from this. We would love, love, love to have your support and have you be a part of our tribe. Um, Monica, I want to know. I want to know in the reviews, like, what are you thinking about it? What do you love about it? What? How can we take it to the next level? Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Tell us what you want to hear as well. Like, are there topics that you want us to cover or um, challenges that you're currently experiencing? And yeah, let's make this a conversation. It's just the start of something, a lovely conversation. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for your time and for being here. We want to encourage you and always leave you with a little bit of words of inspiration. And I want you to know that 100% is possible for you 100% of the time. You are already inspiring. You are already uplifting. um, And you're already on that journey. It's just a matter of continuing to move forward surround yourself with the right people, fill your mind with words that make you believe that it's possible and make you believe that you are already amazing because girl, you are. So thank you so much for being on with us today. And we can't wait to have you back next time. Thanks everybody. Talk to you soon.